Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the five-minute message of the Mission City Church Podcast. Uh, I am here to recap our Genesis 4 message from over the weekend. Uh, So if you think about Genesis chapter 3, you think about this time when Adam and Eve are in the garden, we see sin into the world for the first time, and God has a few consequences for that. Number one, he tells the serpent that there's going to be conflict between uh, the seed of the serpent and the seed of Adam and Eve. Um, We know that there's going to be a a crushing of a head and a bruising of a heel. And and what we know is that Eve, or or what, what we know really is in hindsight that we can see that it's Jesus that is ultimately foreshadowing the one that would overcome the temptation, overcome sin and death, and ultimately buy salvation for us through his death on the cross. But what we see in this moment, all Eve and Adam know is that there's going to be an offspring that's going to overcome the serpent where they were not able to. And in walks Cain and Abel in chapter four, we see that the first births of the world happen. And what we see here is really that Cain is given a lot of significance. If you go back, you can do some study on this, but because of Cain's name and his occupation, um, the, the meanings of those things, uh, he is kind of given this prominence. He's given choice. He's given preference over Abel. Uh, I encourage you to listen to the full-length sermon if you want to hear more about that. But but just trust me, in, in the end, uh, there's this kind of idea that Cain has this mentality of, I am going to do something special. I am the seed. I am the one that's going to overcome what my parents were not able to. And yet, when we see them bring their sacrifices to the Lord, we see that God not only chooses Abel's sacrifice over Cain's, but he chooses Abel, the person, over Cain, which is devastating for Cain, as as it would be for any of us, I think. Um, But if we look at it from the lens of Cain thought that he was, like this was something he deserved. This is something that he earned. This is something that he was destined for. And this is something that he really believed believed that he would get to like overcome this temptation, overcome the sin of the world, that he was the key to restoring relationship with God. And yet like what we see is again, that like, interestingly enough, God chooses Abel and his sacrifice over Cain and his sacrifice. Now we're not really sure why that may be. There's some speculation that maybe Abel's sacrifice was better than Cain's. We have more description of it for sure in our, in our book or in our Bible. Um, but what, what really we need to know is that God does really what God wants to do. Um, and in this case, what God chose was Abel and his sacrifice. But here's the important thing, like kind of the application for each of us. The important thing that I would, I hope to share with you all is that, uh, when when Cain doesn't and when he is not chosen or he is not preferred, when his sacrifice is not preferred, he is angry and his face falls. And God notices this and God calls this out in him. He says, Why are you angry? Why is your face fallen? Don't you know that if you'll do good, you will be accepted? Now, thankfully for us, uh, our good doesn't necessarily gain us acceptance. Jesus' death did that for us. He died and took on the sin of the world so that we would be accepted by God and have a relationship with him. Um, that's what we know to be true. However, what God's next statement to Cain is, is still true for each of us. He says that sin's desire is constant contrary to you and you must rule over it. And I just want to give you this challenge. You Do you know, has anyone ever told you that if you're a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus, if the Holy Spirit is inside of you, you have all of the power and authority that you need to rule over sin in your life. 
You do. The same way that God told Cain, understanding that he was angry, understanding that he felt wronged, understanding that he felt hurt, that he was most vulnerable to sin in that moment, but he was reminding him that he had power and authority to rule over it, that he must rule over it because what sin desires for us, and we see this you know, a couple chapters ago, that what sin wants to do is ultimately kill us. God said, if you disobey, if you eat of this tree in the garden, it will ultimately kill you. It will surely kill you. And then what the, the uh, physical consequences immediately are, are that they're kicked out of the garden, a place of peace, a place of joy, a place of goodness. And so what sin wants to do, and it's contrary to our desire of life and joy and peace, is that it wants to take those things away. It wants to rob us of joy joy and peace and goodness in our lives and ultimately kill us. Its desire is contrary to us. But the good news of the gospel is that we have everything that we need to overcome sin, to rule over it, just as God warned Cain uh, on the, in chapter 4 of Genesis. And so, I, I, again, I encourage you to go back, read that. If you have time, listen to the full-length message. But just know that you that sin is contrary to you. If you find yourself in a, in a situation or a season of life where it just feels like sin is ruling over you, just know that you have everything that you need to rule over it. And it wants to kill you. It wants to rob you of good things. And I wish those good things upon you. I wish that you would lean into obedience, lean into Jesus and the Holy Spirit and his leadings and his teachings and act out of faith uh, because ultimately that's going to bring life to you. All right, we love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this five-minute message. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission City Church podcast. Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at Cinemark 20 off of Johnson Drive and I-35. We also have three community groups that meet every other Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or you can email me at jake at missioncitykc.com.